Hello and welcome to this GCP short produced in partnership with Level 1 IBFC and all about a recent formation of a Level 1 cell captive serving a UK business. Labuan is a so-called midshore jurisdiction, also a federal territory of Malaysia, and has become a significant captive domicile, attracting business from Southeast Asia and, as we'll hear, further afield. In a moment, I'll be joined by Oliver Schofield, managing partner at Risks, an independent captive and alternative risk transfer consultancy, and also a friend of the podcast, and his client, Daniel Landon, CEO of Protected Trust Services. PTS formed a cell within Brighton's Park Lane PCC in 2021. So Daniel and Oliver will talk us through the rationale for the captive, what its purpose is and why it was formed in Level 1. But first, Dan begins by providing some background on Protected Trust Services. Protected Trust Services PTS provides uh, trust account solutions for the UK travel industry. Through a single trust account, we have requirements for card acquiring, insurances, um, FX, etc. Our primary partners are wholesale companies or package providers, uh, airlines within the travel sector. So we are effectively a company you can go to and start and run your own travel business in, in one place. So there's no need to go and get additional insurances or card acquiring or bonding. Um, it's literally you can turn up log into our software and start providing services to the consumer. Fantastic. So then how did the idea of having a, a captive solution within PTS present itself to you? And, and what was the ultimate driver of going down that route? A control, I think, is, 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 is would be the primary thing to say. We, we were growing quite substantially as, as a company. And we were continually, within our growth over the last 10 years, trying to find an insurance market model within the insurance market to, to fit PTS and it, it never quite fitted. So looking at the future growth of the company, we felt that we needed to have something that was more in line with our requirements and the user's requirements rather than a, an off-the-shelf package that the insurance industry provides. That, that was our main decision. The second one was control over the business. We were always at the behest of underwriters who were coming to us who didn't really understand what we did and we're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. And every year we're having to go to the same, the same predicament. So, so to look at a, a product that we can add alongside um, the PTS model to allow us to have more stability in our future plans was, was primary. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds absolutely correct. And uh, yeah, putting a square peg in a round hole, I think is quite common in the commercial insurance market, or at least trying to do so anyway. Ollie, then obviously uh, Dan's gave, given us the introduction there. From your perspective, obviously you worked with Dan on this. What made PTS a, a good uh, captive candidate in your opinion? Well, it was a very interesting one because the UK travel market obviously has been fairly distressed over the last few years with the impact of COVID and the uh, restrictions that that, uh, that has brought. And here was an organisation that um, we had uh, been introduced to by uh, by some friends of ours and a specialist travel broker, NPI insurance brokers, because they and other markets simply couldn't deliver what the client was looking for, which was the control and the stability that Dan talked about. Now, from the point of view of exposure, the cover that PTS required is something which is very bespoke and very unique 
And because of the chaos that was in, uh, currently being, at the time being seen in the, uh, in the traditional insurance market, it was almost impossible for them to be able to find cover at a price that was economically sensible or indeed to find cover at all. That's how dire the situation was in the market. So whilst PTS didn't fit the traditional captive model of being premium greater than X, uh, exposures greater than Y, what it did fit was the fact that they simply had no ability to buy cover at all in an economically attractive and viable way. So therefore, self-insuring and being able to access the reinsurance market through their own vehicle was the logical solution. Fantastic. So, um, Dan, what lines of insurance or, or products or services will uh, the captive be providing to PTS? Um, we're insuring the end supplier against their failure for, on behalf of the consumer. And what's really interesting about that is we've got the ability to actually, we, we sign off each payment from trust. So we actually manage that risk anyway and have done over 10 years. Yeah. So actually taking on a cell and then looking at the reinsurance market for that cell was actually fitted the business really well. So looking at why we did it and the people we're doing it to, we are fairly risk averse. And I think it's quite interesting that when you when you look at a captive, to think that you're, all you're doing is trying to circumnavigate the insurance market, I don't think you are. I think you're trying to find a product that actually fits the business. And you can actually look at the risk on your own individual basis, rather than the basis that the underwriter or the market determines is there. And, and that's quite a quite a powerful position for us to be in. Yeah, really interesting, interesting use of, of a cell and interesting use of a cell in uh, Lab One as well. So, Ollie, why did uh, Lab One emerge as, as the right choice of capture domicile? You've obviously got experience of working with, with domiciles all around the world. What made Lab One a, a good fit? So there are various things that we were looking at as we were preparing our initial feasibility analysis. And intuitively, an organisation that is headquartered in the UK with risks that are very much focused in UK client base, it would seem to make sense that the Isle of Man or Guernsey or Gibraltar would be the logical choice. But we, as you know, don't always go for the logical choice. We will look at various <laughs> alternatives because there are many other domiciles around the world that can provide the high quality um, and financial stability that PTS and other organizations require. So we did look at various, uh, various different domiciles. And what we found particularly compelling about Lab One for this particular, um, uh, this particular structure was the slightly lower cost base of being able to establish and run the vehicle, which, you know, in a time when economies are depressed because of COVID, particularly the travel sector, that was an important, uh, important part. And secondly, it needed to be a jurisdiction that had robust regulation. And obviously, the FSA in Lab 1 passed all of the necessary tests as far as the OECD are concerned. Um, and then finally, has the ability to be able to issue policies on a non-admitted basis into the, the country of headquarters of the uh, of, of PTS, because that was also key. So obviously, we had to take the appropriate uh, advices to make sure that, that, that all of those boxes were ticked, and they were by Lab 1. So Lab 1 became the, uh, the, the choice for Daniel and uh, PTS. It helps that the language there is, uh, is obviously English, but what helps in particular, I think, just to recap, is the, the attractive cost base for smaller businesses and the, uh, the ability of the, the regulator and the regulatory regime there to be able to issue policies um, that satisfy the client's needs. 
and Daniel, what are your kind of observations of of that choice then as as Lab One, and, and how is it how's it gone to date? Uh, obviously, when it imagine when it emerged as a, as an option, it was I don't know if it was a surprise or or, or you did what you kind of knew about uh, Lab One already. I, th- I think you I think you got to take it on the basis that the world's a pretty small place now, and it doesn't really matter where the captive's based as long as it's run correctly and it's meeting UK UK law, and we can say okay, this is a safe market yeah. for us to be in, and and it ticked those boxes. It doesn't really matter to us where it's whether it's based in in Guernsey or, or Labuan. You know, we're doing it through the banking system, where we're able to get the correct reporting and oversight of the, of, of the product itself. So, for us, it really doesn't make an awful lot of difference. We were guided very heavily by by Oliver, um, who uh, looked looked at us as a whole, took time to actually understand the business and to understand the requirements and the legislation that we were working within, and then then we looked at Labuan as an option. So it wasn't just a case of going, okay, what's the, what's the most cost-effective solution out there? It was, it, we didn't start from that point. We started from the point of understanding and looking to try and future-proof the business for growth and what product would be able to sit alongside that in the future. Secondly was the price. And I think if you go into this solely looking at cost without understanding the fit that the product has to your business, you, you could potentially be on a bit of a hiding to nothing. And Oliver was exceptionally good at that it was that understanding so the initial conversation we had with Oliver wasn't go to lab where to set up a captive it was well, what do you need it for what are you trying to do what's the long-term advantages of this what are you trying to get out of it in, in sort of five years time and how does that how does that look it was quite a detailed decision spot on of course um, from the point of view of the uh, the priorities as you know we all know there are more than a hundred different uh, potential captive locations around the world, and the interesting part of of looking at all of those is trying to identify which is going to be the best fit for any given client. And the the point that Dan, Daniel makes about uh, the regulatory environment and the relationships between the regulator uh, in the chosen captive domicile and the home country of the uh, of the insured is so critically important. And you know, Labuan. Uh, as well as Bermuda and Cayman and Guernsey and Alamal and all the other top locations that we we all know and love, um, have that strong relationship. And you know, Labuan is it's a growing market, um, as we as we know, and it doesn't necessarily have as yet the same reputation in the northern hemisphere as it does in the southern hemisphere. And so, being able to bring a client that's headquartered in the UK into that Lab 1 environment was an incredible thing to be able to do. And it certainly helped validate everything that the Lab 1 FSA and the LIBFC have been doing to try and put Lab 1 onto the, uh, onto the global scale. It is highly regulated, it is properly regulated, and it provides, on the second level, a very cost-attractive option for small growing businesses. So, Daniel, you touched on it there a bit regarding the domicile selection process, but how did you find the whole process of, of setup from start to finish? And, and do you have any kind of lessons learned or advice for other organizations perhaps setting out on their own captive journey? Um, well, the process was fascinating. I, I learned every day. My advice would be don't, don't do this because you're trying to avoid tax or because you're looking at purely on a cost level. Look at it as, as, as something that's a minimum of five years product and say, does that, is that going to fit up our, our business in five years time? Is that going to allow us to grow as we need to and manage our own risk internally and through, and through the reinsurance market? And those, those are the big decisions. I would highly advise anyone who looks at this, who says this is just cheap or actually we can avoid tax as to not do it. It's the wrong reasons. 
it's it's a product that should be added to your business model to enhance growth within your own sector and to give you control over your own product and those are the key things i would say that i learned from it and when, when we first started as, as um oliver sort of touched on earlier we were we were in a, in a quite a tenuous position with a an insurance market that was in in, in pretty much free fall so it forced us to look at other options but actually when we were looking at them we weren't we weren't looking at it from a how much money we can we save we were looking at it can we, we need to get a product in place and it was the right product for the business in five years time and i remember when i was speaking to oliver originally this is not a short-term gig you've got to do this long term and it's got to be the right fit so actually spending time at the at the initial stage with someone like oliver to actually understand the, the marketplace that you're going into and for someone to actually take time to understand your your particular environment so the fit is correct is is by far the best way to go into this and that would be the advice i give anybody just to add to that um i found the whole process fascinating as well because we'd not come across um daniel and his team uh, and pts prior to the introduction that was uh, that was made and we had to learn very very quickly about some of the complex intricacies of how the package travel regulations actually work and what the services are that pts provide to ensure that they operate within those um, uh, th those rules, um, and also to ensure that their customer base has the necessary protection uh, that they require. And you know, th th this is this what they do is quite a complex product and quite a pro complex service. So that was fascinating, learning about a completely new part of uh, of industry for us. And I think the other fascinating part was that. PTS are the first ever UK headquartered company to set up a cell captive in Lab One. So there was a fair amount of learning for the team in Lab One um, from the uh, LFSA, from the captive managers, which were uh, which are Brighton, and also from um, the LIBFC. And it was from that point of view, it felt incredibly exciting. We felt that we there's something groundbreaking was going on here, and uh, you know that in itself um, made the uh, the whole process. Uh, from start to finish, um, a project that we could really get our teeth into and really uh, enjoy all of the interactions. Yeah, and it certainly does sound like a, a classic example, Ollie, of where Captive has has been needed to serve a very particular need because the commercial market is just failing the the, the ultimate client. Um, obviously, we see that all the time, and this is quite a unique example of that, as, as most Captives are. They tend to be each very different. Just to finish off then, Ollie, is it a good example, do you think, this this captive formed by PTS in Lab 1 or of the domicile being a suitable jurisdiction for a range of business types and, and not just from the, the local kind of Southeast Asia region? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I will, from a disclosure point of view, uh, as you know, I'm a member of the Lab 1 International Insurance Association's captive um, subcommittee. And I believe totally in what Lab One is doing and trying to pull itself into the, the global environment, um, just like the other major captive domiciles have around the world. Lab One is a business-friendly jurisdiction. It is suitable domicile for a large range of business types, not just from Asia. And we, we've seen other companies from different parts of the world outside of Asia um, setting up in Lab One over the last, the last year or so, because it does offer a flexible and fast environment in which to do business and to get businesses established. I think what was particularly interesting about PTS and Lab One was the view that the regulatory team took about the exposures that we were looking to put into, into the cell captive. 
um, because these are not your plain vanilla property casualty type exposures. These are very sophisticated, complicated exposures, um, which is why obviously the market was uh, was struggling to put the, uh, the square peg into the round hole. And I think the locations such as Lab One and, uh, and others that are of a similar size and scale are an ideal home for this because they, they really have the ability to spend the time to look at uh, the, the complexities of those exposures and build the solutions around the immediate and the longer term objectives of the, uh, of the, of the, of the client. Well, thank you to Oliver Schofield and Daniel Landon for a very interesting 20-minute chat. Always good to hear the use cases of a new captive formation. If you would like more information on Labuan IBFC, then do head over to their Friend of the Podcast page on the globalcaptivepodcast.com website. Further links can be found in the episode show notes. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well, and see you next time, captives. <laughs>